0: like our God no other name worthy of all our praise he's worthy rock of salvation that cannot be moved he's proven himself to be faithful and true there is no rock there is no God like ours let's sing there is no rock there is no rock There is no God like our God No other name Worthy of all our praise Rock of salvation That cannot be moved He's proven himself to be faithful and true There is no rock There is no God like ours Sing it with us Rock of Ages Jesus is the rock Rock of Ages Jesus is the rock Rock of Ages Jesus is the rock There is no rock There is no God like us Let's sing it again. There is no rock, there is no God like our God. No other name worthy of all our praise. The rock of salvation that cannot be moved. He's proven himself to be faithful and true. There is no rock. There is no God like ours Sing Rock of Ages Rock of Ages Jesus is a rock Rock of Ages Jesus is a rock Rock of Ages Jesus is a rock, rock Oh God like us Sing Rock of Ages Rock of Ages Jesus is the Rock Rock of Ages Jesus is the Rock Rock of Ages Us.
1: hallelujah
0: there is no rock there is no God, no God like us. us one more time there is no rock there is no God like us yes hallelujah oh it just feels good to say that it just amen. feels good to sing that amen amen <laughs> Let's sing forever Give thanks to the Lord our God and King His love endures forever For He is good, He is above all things His love endures forever Sing praise Stretched on His love endures forever. For the life that's been reborn, His love endures forever. Sing praise. Sun from the rising to the setting sun, his love endures forever. By the grace of God, we will carry on, his love endures forever. Sing praise. His love endures forever. His love endures forever. Yes, Hallelujah. His love endures forever. His love endures forever. Forever. Sing that again. Thank
2: you, Jesus.
0: His love endures forever. His love endures forever. His love endures forever. Forever Forever God is faithful Forever God is strong Forever God is with us Forever Hallelujah Forever God is faithful Forever God is strong us forever, and ever, forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. His love endures forever.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I'm I sure feeling sorry for the people that aren't here this morning, because... (laughs) But, Lord, we just pray. Thank you, Lord, for helping us get past some of these technical issues and difficulties. And, Lord, I ask that the same spirit of the Lord that's flowing here this morning would go out through these cameras and microphones to the people all over the world. Hallelujah. Lord, we enter into your presence this morning. As morning dawns and evening fades, you inspire songs of praise. That rise from earth to touch your heart and glorify your name, it's your name. strong and mighty tower, your name is a shelter like no other, your name, let the nation sing it louder, cause nothing has the power to say, but your name. your name Jesus in your name we pray come and fill our hearts today give us strength Strong and mighty tower, your name is shelter like no other. Your name, let the nation sing it louder, there's nothing has the power to say, it's your name. Strong and mighty tower, your name is a shelter like no other. Your name, let the nation sing it louder, because nothing has the power to say but your name. It's your name. It's your
3: name,
0: it's your name, Hallelujah. oh God is good, God is good, God is good, excuse me, <clears throat> draw me close to you Never
1: let me go
3: lay it all down again. Ooh, yes. To hear you say that I'm
1: your friend. Thank you, Jesus. You were my desire.
3: Baby
4: Isn't it good to be together again? I have missed it. It's just been one week, but, uh, well, it's actually been two. I guess we missed one week. That's why I missed you so much. Good to see you again. God is here, and he is going to do special things for us today. I want to read you Psalms 100. Very familiar. It's very short. We've been singing about it already. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who has made us and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. Be thankful to Him and bless His name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations.
3: Mm
4: -hmm. (laughs) Amen. So this morning, that's what I want to encourage you to do. I don't care if you've had a horrible week or a great week. I don't care if your pipes are frozen or they're thawed. I don't care about any of that because it's not going to change while you're sitting here. So just get your minds on the Lord and let's choose to enter into his gates for Thanksgiving. Let's Amen. choose to enter into his courts with praise. Let's get our eyes on him, and if we'll do that, he'll show up and everything will change. Amen. Your pipes still may be frozen when you go home, but your heart's going to be different, yes. and you won't worry so much about those pipes. Amen. Amen. So, Lord, this morning, we choose to worship you. Yes. As an act of our will, we choose to dedicate this time to worship you, to exalt you, to learn of you, to ask you to come, pour your spirit out on each one of us. Heal and deliver and change us, Lord. Reveal yourself to us in new ways. Teach us from your word. Pour your spirit out and let the gifts flow where people would hear you say what you need to say to people so that they can be changed in your presence, Lord. It's only in your presence. That all the good stuff happens, Lord. And that's what we desire this morning. It is our desire, Lord, to come. Nothing else will do but your presence. So, Lord, this morning we choose to enter in. We choose to lift our hearts, to lift our voices, and to worship you and exalt you because you alone are worthy. You alone are God. And we exalt you as God today. Come and bless us and pour your spirit on us and receive our worship now in Jesus' name. Let's worship.
0: Stop. I washed away. see you, we find strength to face the day. And in your presence, all our fears are washed away, washed away. Hosanna! chains, you rose to life. You are the hope living in us. You are the rock in whom we trust. You are the light shining for all the world to see. You rose from the dead conquering fear. Our prince of peace Drawing us near Jesus our hope Living for all Who will
3: receive Lord we believe
5: Let's
0: sing it again Jesus hope of the nations Jesus hope of the nations Jesus comfort for more. You are the source of heaven's hope on earth. Jesus, light in the darkness. Jesus, truth in each circumstance. You are the source of heaven's light. chains, you rose to light. You are the hope living in us. You are the rock in whom we trust. You are the light shining for all the world to see. You rose from the dead, conquering fear, our prince of peace. us near Jesus our hope living for all who will receive Lord we believe in history in history you lived and died you broke the chains you rose to life you are the hope us. You are the rock in whom we trust. You are the light shining for all the world to see. You rose from the dead, conquering fear. Our Prince of Peace, drawing us near. Jesus, our hope, living for all. We believe, we believe, we believe. You did not wait for me to draw near to you. But you clothed yourself with frail humanity. You did not wait for me to cry out to you. But you let me hear your voice calling me And I'm forever great Not wait for me to draw near to you, but you clothed yourself with frail humanity. You did not wait for me to cry out to you, but you let me hear your voice calling me, and I'm forever grateful. Forever grateful for the cross. you thankful for the cross this morning? Are you thankful that he came to seek and save the lost? Lord God in heaven, I thank you that you so loved the world that you gave your only begotten son. And even when we were enemies, the Bible says, you loved us. And you sent Jesus to save us. So that these light and momentary afflictions that we suffer in this world are nothing compared to the glory that will be revealed to
3: the saints.
0: Come to the altar if you need to. Come to Jesus if you need to. You know, when Adam and Eve disobeyed, God came looking for them. And He's looking for you right now. Sinner, He's looking for you right now.
6: Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you,
0: Jesus. Hallelujah. And I'm forever grateful. To you I'm forever grateful for the cross. I'm forever grateful to you that you came to seek and save. Thank you for the cross, Lord. Thank you for the price you. I sin and shame in love Hallelujah Light of the world you step down into darkness Open my eyes let me see Beauty that made this heart adore you life spent with of all days. upon that cross. I'll never know how much it costs to see my sin upon that cross. I'll never know Say that you're my God. You're altogether lovely, altogether worthy, altogether wonderful
1: to me. Hallelujah. Thank
6: you, Jesus. Here I am to worship. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah
3: yes
5: am i the only one here fighting a battle (laughs) you know after this week with everything going on Baby shower for a grandchild we're expecting, so which, expecting is a, which is a, a and it was hard, I got up this morning, and, and let me back up, I had a conversation with Brian yesterday, we were talking about other things, but he mentioned, you know, he was, he was a little nervous about this morning, because, you know, Suddenly, he's the worship leader for however long. And he wouldn't expect it. And I assured him that it was going to be good. And then when I'm walking in the door this morning, it's like, man, our worship leader ain't here. I just don't know how this is going to be. <laughs> what an anointed type of After I reassured you yesterday <laughs> how it was going to be and then I'm all this time. Then it starts, and it's hard to keep the church alive. Yeah. Then the worship starts. And there's two verses that the Lord put on my heart. I'm fighting this battle, and if you look at Exodus 14, 13, it says, do not be afraid. Stand still and seek the salvation of the Lord, which He will accomplish for you. Father we just come before you right now And we thank you for the cross That we can leave all of this junk at the foot of I don't have to take it home I don't have to carry it with me no more I don't have to feel burdened And weighed down because of this Because you took it all Father thank you for being there Because I don't know how I can take one more step without you Lord, please just pour your anointing down on the rest of this service just like you have so far. Thank you for the peace and comfort that you give us. Thank you for your presence and thank you for allowing me to serve you.
4: Read you a passage of scripture out of Hebrews 12. So, see that you do not refuse him who speaks. For if they did not escape who refused him who spoke on earth, how much more shall we escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven? Whose voice then shook the earth, but now he has promised, saying, Yet once more I shake not only the earth, but also heaven. Now, this yet once more indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken as of things that are made, that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear, for our God is a consuming fire. Lord, this morning... We acknowledge there's been some shaking. There's been some shaking in this nation. There's been some shaking in in the south where we've had cold weather and, and things that we've not experienced before. There's been shaking in our personal lives. There's been some shaking in in people's physical bodies. The Lord, we have a kingdom in you that cannot be shaken. That's And we stand in that kingdom, Lord, and we say yes to you. And we will serve you with reverence. And we will honor you with not only our words when we come together on Sunday, not only when we give a little bit of our finances, not only when we give a little bit of our time, but Lord, we're going to honor you by giving you our entire being. We say yes to you, Lord. We give ourselves to you fully. We invite you, Lord, to come. Have your way. Speak to us, lead us, guide us, direct us. Show us the things that you have destined for us to accomplish in your kingdom, Lord. It's a kingdom that cannot be shaken. No matter what Politically, there is shaking. Uh, culturally, there is shaking. Financially, there is shaking. But Lord, your kingdom is not shaken. And we are standing in your kingdom. And we will do the things that you've called us to do, Lord. Lead us and guide us, Lord, and anoint us so that as we go about your business, we're doing it with not only with power, but we're doing it with a smile on our face. I don't want to be going around grouchy and grumpy about my pipes being frozen. I don't want to be griping about the way the elections went. I don't want to gripe about all the things in our culture. I want to honor you, and I want to lift up your name. I want to be the light of Jesus shining to a dark world. I want to be the voice of truth and love being spoken over people who are walking and living in bondage and darkness Lord we need you Lord to fill us with your spirit anoint us and give us your power to go out and do the things that you called us to do Lord that we would witness and share your love with those who are lost that we'd let our lives shine before men that they'd glorify you oh God I thank you for your goodness this morning I thank you Lord that you're not limited you're not limited to, to this place you're not limited to to being here in person, but you are alive and well. Your spirit rules and reigns, Lord. And I thank you that you have the power to heal. You have the power to deliver. You have the power to do all that is needed in this life and in the life to come, Lord. This morning, we continue to worship you, Lord. We want to hear from you. you, And I thank you, Lord, that you are our provider and that our trust is in you. And when our circumstances look confusing and grim and bleak and maybe there's uh, not much hope. You are the God of all hope and you come Lord God and you pour your spirit out on us and you encourage us and you lift us up. Lord this morning we lift up our brother Eddie and we ask that you touch and heal those broken bones. Lord I know that the doctors did surgery and they said it went well and they put in a rod and screws and all that but Lord you are the healer. Yes. Yes. And I thank you that they did their job well, yes. and it was a good report. Lord, now we ask that you bring complete healing to him, yes. that you restore him completely. Those bones would grow back normal and strong, yes. stronger than before, Lord. Thank and you. he'd have no long-lasting effects, and that he would have full use of everything that he wants to do. And, Lord, I pray that he'd have minimal pain in his recovery. Let it be good and quick and yes. without any problems. And, Lord, I pray that you open the windows of heaven and pour out blessing on them financially during this difficult time, that you provide for them in every way, Lord, physically, emotionally, spiritually. Fill them with your peace and hope, Lord. Yes, Jesus. And I thank you for that. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, for uh, Al, who uh, fell, was having some issues today, Al Johnson, I pray that you touch him, Lord. And there's other people in our body who have physical issues. Lord, I pray healing and deliverance over them. Deliverance over them. That you lift them up, restore them completely, Lord. You are our trust is in you. you. Lord, we thank you for all the medical care that's available. But ultimately, you created our bodies and you are the healer. And so, Lord, do what you do best. Unleash your power in our lives and all the provision of the cross. Hallelujah. Let it be in Jesus' name, Lord. Now speak to us through your word, Lord. Speak to us today. Every need that we have, Lord, I pray that you would speak a word of encouragement on each one of us. There was some darkness this week. Power was off. That rolling blackout. It's, it is not something that I want to go through again. You begin to feel a little bit of sense of despair. Like, when is this going to end? Lord, Lord, such a good reminder to know that you are the light of the world. Yes. Your light never goes out. It cannot be extinguished. And you have given us your light, Lord. And it shines within us. You light the way. And I thank you, Lord, that you never leave us. You never forsake us. Our hope is in you. Our trust is in you. Lord, speak words of encouragement to each one of us today. Refresh us in your spirit. Change us, transform us from glory to glory in your presence, Lord. For everyone who has suffered this week with some hopelessness or despair or, or frustration, that, that feeling that you just you can't do anything about the circumstances. You can't make it light when it's dark. You can't make the power come on. You can't make your pipes thaw out. You can't even tell what all is broken until it thaws out. It's, it is discouraging, but Lord, encourage us this morning. Let us see that light shines in the darkness, Lord. Let us see your glory. Let us see that you are taking care of us and you are providing for us. And there's not anything that this world has to offer that compares with you, Lord. There's not anything that the enemy can throw at us. There's not anything that the world can bring or the weather can bring. There's not any financial difficulty that you can't overcome because you have won and you are victorious. Yes. We thank you for that, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, we need you this morning, more and more of you. We need you to come and refresh us and encourage us so that we go out this week with an enthusiasm and excitement about you, Without your provision, and we won't grumble and complain. But we'll just we'll be able to smile and say, "Yeah, it was bad last week, but it's better now." Hallelujah! I didn't know what was going on, but it's all okay. Hallelujah! Lord, we thank you that you are our provider, thank you, Jesus. and you do all things well. You don't do anything badly, Lord. You do all things well. Thank you. Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. I'm gonna quit praying for me and just let you let you talk with the Lord as Carol plays. Just let the Spirit of the Lord move on you now and let him let him speak those words that you need to hear. To bring encouragement and hope and life and light back into your eyes now. In Jesus' name. thank you that you rule and reign not only in the universe but you rule and reign in our hearts and lives Lord we have acknowledged you as Lord and we give control of our lives over to you we say come Lord Jesus have your way and I personally repent for areas in my life Lord where I've not fully surrendered to you the areas where I've been stubborn and resistant I repent for that Lord I want to say yes to you all the time I want to say yes to you quickly I don't want to discuss it I don't want to argue I don't want to bargain or negotiate I want to just be a yes man to you Lord I want to say yes every time I say yes Lord here I am here I am Lord send me whatever you want done I'm willing I'll be obedient Lord I'll speak I'll shut up. I'll go to the right or I'll go to the left or I'll go backwards. I'll empty the trash. I'll I'll give. I'll work. I'll do whatever you ask of me, Lord. Here I am. You have my yes. Thank you, Lord, that you never gave up on me. When I was
6: Thank you, when
4: I was rebellious, Lord, you called me and you pursued me. You never gave up. You sought me. You won my heart with your great love. I thank you, Lord. You're so kind and merciful and generous. I deserve death and you gave me life. I deserve judgment and you gave me mercy. Oh, God. Your mercy is so good. I thank you, Lord. You never give up on us. You love us with a love that is beyond our comprehension. Father, you gave everything when you sent Jesus. And Jesus, you were willing to suffer and die and do all that for us. We weren't even, we weren't even born. We weren't even anywhere near being a thought. And yet you did all that for us in advance. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your great love. Hallelujah. Don't be discouraged today. Be encouraged. Don't think about the bad things. Think about God's provision. Don't think about how am I gonna get this done? Just be thinking that God is gonna carry you through. God's grace truly is sufficient. He can bring healing He can bring provision. He can bring uh, deliverance from bitterness and unforgiveness. He can heal your broken heart. He can comfort you for your loss. And all of our circumstances, as horrible as they seem sometimes, there's always someone else that has much, much worse circumstances than yours. Lord, help us to be grateful. Grateful for Your love and provision in our lives, Lord, I'm grateful for the the fact that we have a home and we have electricity and we have water, even if it's interrupted from time to time and even if it causes problems. Two thirds of the entire population of the world have nothing; they don't even have water and electricity. Help us to be grateful, Lord. Grateful for what we have. Help us to be generous with what we have. It's only you. Yes, Jesus. It's only in you, Lord, that we have yes. what we have. Thank you, you give us the very breath that we breathe. Thank you, Lord God. Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. You, Lord God. You, Just breathe in his presence now. Just breathe it in because he is pouring out refreshing Jesus. on us right now. This week is going to be an exciting week. We're going to be going back to work and back to normal activities and all the, all the messed up stuff is going to be getting fixed and we can be, we can be moving forward looking towards the future. Not focusing on our problems, but focusing on God's goodness and His provision and care. We're going to go forward. We are going to be victorious. Yes. We are more than conquerors through yes. Him who loved us. And He leads us in triumph. We're not left on our own. We're not orphans but he's got you by the hand, and he's leading you.
1: you. you, It's comforting
4: to know that he's got us. And he's not going to let us go. He is with us always. His power and authority is in our lives, and we can operate as his children in the kingdom of God, the same power and authority that he did when he walked as a man on this earth. So Lord Jesus, Reveal that to us so we would know how to walk as your children, Lord. Not proud or presumptuous, but in humility and service like you, but in authority and power and anointing like you, Lord. That we'd go about doing good, healing the sick, loosening those who are in bondage, preaching the gospel, shining the light of the darkness, Lord. Thank you. Thank as you called us. To be co laborers with you, Lord. You've given us an opportunity to work right along beside you in your kingdom. And I thank you so much for that.
6: Thank you, Jesus.
4: Thank you, Lord God. Use us now. Speak to us and lead us you, in your paths of righteousness, Lord, for your name's sake. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You can be seated. God bless you. Thank you, guys. So if you. Um, if you didn't know, um, our regular worship leader Eddie fell on the ice and broke his leg in three places, and uh, he's he's doing better. Got the fix. Uh, it's not not up and about yet. He won't be for a while. But uh, continue to pray for them, and and um, this is going to create some hardship on them financially as well. And uh, just be praying for him that God would provide and. Uh, I think there is some effort maybe on, through Facebook or something if you'd like to, to do something you can do that or you can, you can give through the church if you want to do that and we'll pass that along. Anyway, we're going to make sure they're taken care of. It's going to be fine. Isn't God good? Man, it's good to be back again with you guys. I missed y'all. It, you know, it just messes up your whole routine. Um, <laughs> Not being able to go to church, not being able to go to work, not being able to turn on your water—you uh, know—I mean, there's all kinds of things you get used to. You flip the light, you expect it to come on, and you know when you flip the light, it's like, "Oh, we don't have any power." Uh, all those things—we're we are kind of spoiled, but I like being spoiled. Uh, I don't like what we just went through, so I'm hoping that that's behind us. We'll be talking about this for a long time. We're still talking about the summer of 1980 when it was 100 degrees for like, what, 45 days in a row? It was awful. Uh, we'll be talking about the winter of 21. So Colossians 1. We're um, dismissing we the children. They're already gone, okay? I'm out, of, I'm out of the routine. I never was in that routine. I forget that every week anyway. Colossians 1, uh, beginning of verse Verse 26. <clears throat> The mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to his saints. To them, God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Him we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. To this end, I also labor, striving according to his working, which works in me mightily. <clears throat> now, last week, <clears throat> excuse me, we talked about the preceding verse um, and the mystery. We went into pretty, pretty good uh, detail on the mystery. But let me just say in, uh, in backing up just a little bit that there are mysteries in the kingdom. But God wants to reveal them to his people. It's not supposed to remain a mystery forever. There will be some things that we probably won't ever know until we're with him in glory and that we know all things. But he does want us to learn things now. He wants us to know. He said it is given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom. The key, I've given you the keys to the kingdom. So we should be searching for truth. And trying to learn and grow and figure out how things work in the spiritual realm. You understand in the spiritual realm, it's not all what you see with your your physical eyes or what you touch with your hands. There are things going on that, that you can't see with your natural eyes. But God reveals those things to us through his spirit. And when we read the Word and we study and we grow closer to the Lord and we have more maturity in the way that we think and respond to situations and circumstances in life, we begin to see where the enemy is working and where maybe it's just uh, a person that is causing us a problem or maybe it's meant to teach us or to change us. Maybe we have circumstances that are coming up in our life so that we'll change or grow. I used to always wonder... Why do I keep having these people in my life that are difficult? And it's because I didn't ever figure out how to change, you know. And so if I don't change, then God's just going to keep allowing those people to come along and those difficult people come along. And I'm, I'm always thinking about it. And then eventually, finally, you know, maybe I need to change. And lo and behold, some of those people that were so abrasive and so difficult, it got to where they didn't bother me at all. And, and I believe that's the way God works. Sometimes he uses circumstances. And I don't, I don't like to think that God is uh, putting stuff on you, but he allows stuff to happen. You know, he doesn't stop it from happening because he sees beyond what you see. You see this situation that's really frustrating and aggravating and causing your problems, and God sees the beautiful changes that are going to happen in you if you respond the right way. God is working in us all the time for good. That's what he says, right? He uses all things for our good. Those who are called according to his purpose. And the reason that he's doing all that is so that we will be conformed to the image of his son. That's what the very next verse says. We don't read that verse much. We talk about all, God's always working for us. Well, he is, but sometimes he's working for us and in us and through us. And it's painful. But it's painful because he is conforming us to the image of his son. And that's what we need to look for. We don't need to get focused on the problems. We don't need to get focused on all of our difficulties. We need to be thinking about, man, it's going to be good on the other side. Man, God is working in me. I'm growing. I'm changing. I'm learning to bite my tongue instead of spitting out all kinds of things that I can't take back. I'm learning to just not do anything instead of kicking the dog or kicking the door or, you know, punching a hole through the wall. or yeah. I mean, people... People do all kinds of things in moments where they just lose control. You shouldn't lose control. You just shouldn't. I'm sorry. If you're, a, if you're a control loser, you know, sorry, I'm talking to you. You know, you shouldn't lose control. You ought to be able to walk in maturity in the Lord. God has given us his grace to help us with that. And we should not be still, as mature believers, walking around, you know, losing our temper... Cussing and kicking and stomping and saying ugly things to people, and then you go back and you have to apologize. You know, that's a good teacher, having to go back and humble yourself and ask forgiveness. That'll, that'll break you, some of that bad behavior. It's not much fun to have to humble yourself all the time. So, God is wanting to change us, though. He's wanting to bring us into a place of maturity. Bill Cosby, uh, years ago, he had this little deal he did. And uh, and one part, I I remember this, it always struck me, as funny. He said, you know, you teach your kids to do right. He said, what you don't want is to see your 40-year-old son with a runny nose. And you say, blow your nose. And he says, yeah, I mean, you know, you you want to teach your children to grow up to be mature. And God doesn't really like it when we're 30, 40, 50-year-olds walking around with a bottle. You
6: know, I need
4: help. God wants to help us, but he wants us to do things for ourselves too. I mean, he wants us to grow and mature. The Bible is very clear on that. He wants us to grow and mature and do things for him in his kingdom. He's given us all the tools, but we have to learn how to use those tools. It doesn't do any good. If you have hammers and saws, and, but you don't know how to use them, doesn't do any good. If you don't have your saw plugged into the power source, you know, you don't have a blade on the saw, I mean, used to be a lot of Aggie jokes. I'm sorry, Eddie, it makes me think of one here. <clears throat> so, this Aggie was wanting to cut some wood, and he went into the hardware store, and he said, I need to, I need to cut a bunch of wood. And... He said, "I'm looking for an axe." He said, "Well, why would you want an axe? Uh, you know, chainsaw cut a lot more." He said, "Really?" He said, "Oh yeah, a chainsaw. You cut four or five cords of wood a day with chainsaw." And this big old Aggie, you know, and he came back about a week later, and he was shriveled up. He'd lost about a hundred pounds, and he would all bedraggled. And he said, "Here," he said, "I don't want this thing. I'm going to go back to an axe." He said, "Well, what?" It, didn't work well. He said, Man, I couldn't hardly get a cord a day cut with that thing. He said, Well, what's wrong with it? Vroom! What's that noise? <laughs> Sometimes, if you don't know how to use the tools that God's given you, you're going to be doing it the hard way. When we were growing up working with my dad, we thought everything was, we, we thought he should name the company Hard Way Construction because we did it all the hard way. We didn't use equipment, we did stuff by hand but we learned how to work with our hands. And now I'm not afraid of working because I know how to work. So I appreciate that. Now, as a kid, I didn't necessarily appreciate it that much, but uh, but God wants to teach us how to use the tools that he's given us so we can be effective. So the mystery has been hidden from the ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to the saints. So the has-been-hidden that means it's concealed to be or become unknown by virtue of concealment, secrecy, or complexity. To keep back from or to keep secret or concealed. Complexity is a pretty good, uh, a pretty good part of all the mystery. If you think about it, there are, are so many truths in the spiritual realm that operate, and yet the basic truth is very simple, the truth that God is one God, He rules and reigns, He created the universe, He sent Jesus to live and die on, on the cross, rose again, did all that so that we can be saved, redeemed, have our sins forgiven, He gave us the Holy Spirit so we wouldn't be left as orphans, but He's there with us, He walks with us, He talks with us, He leads us and guides us into all truth. That's all real simple. And that's the gospel. That's the good news. If you don't know anything more than that, you got it going on. I mean, you can go a long ways in the Lord by just those simple truths. But there is a lot of complexity too. And we don't understand everything about how all things work in the spiritual realm. Some people will have dreams and visions. Some people have, have uh, died and, and had visions and then they've come back to life. I mean, we, we hear some things Uh, about the spiritual realm or heaven or glory and sometimes you know you get some glimpses of some things that are beyond what you what you read or understand from what you read in the Word but there is a lot of complexity but God wants to reveal that stuff he wants us to begin to learn that so that we can walk in maturity the more we understand about the equipping that he is doing in us the more we will be effective in what he's given us to do so it's been hidden It's not been known. Now, God did reveal some things throughout the old covenant through the prophets. He would speak to various leaders. You know, he he talked to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. He he showed Joseph the interpretation of dreams and visions. He showed... uh, Moses, you know, great, wonderful, special things, and Joshua. I mean, God has revealed himself. He spoke through all the prophets, you know, Isaiah and Jeremiah and all those guys. He's talked to David. I mean, God revealed himself throughout the centuries in different ways. But it wasn't like it is now. It was limited because the Holy Spirit wasn't released through all that Jesus accomplished on the cross. And so we have an opportunity now to experience the fullness of the Lord like those guys never did. Even though God came down and did, you know, all the wonderful things, you know, consuming the sacrifice and the fire, you know, and all that, and everybody was woo-hoo and excitement, and God did all that, and it's great and wonderful. But they didn't have the abiding presence of the Lord with them like we do. So even though they had these great experiences from time to time, we've got a lot better situation spiritually because we have the Lord in us all the time if we allow him to be in us, if you've made that choice. So it was hidden, but now it's not hidden any longer. It was hidden during the ages. That's a period of history. Uh, It's the past. It's from eternity, from the beginning of time, a perpetuity of time. That's a big word, perpetuity, (laughs) perpetuity of time. So from all eternity past, there was stuff that was hidden. But it's not hidden anymore. He's made it available so that we can search it out and we can find it. Hidden in the ages and the generations. Generation is the normal time between successive generations. Or it can mean nations. Metaphorically, it's a group of men very like each other in endowments, pursuits, or character. In other words, it's you and me and all of us put together. And it's those guys in the past, in the old covenant. Those were the generations. There were the, the good guys in those generations. And they were, you know, the people of God. And there were also the Gentiles. And they, but they were all the generations. They were in the past God had not revealed everything. It was hidden. It was concealed. It was not revealed to all the perpetuity of time and all the people because that was God's plan is to make it all be revealed in his son. So now it has been revealed to his saints. Has been revealed. That's to be manifest, to be or become clearly revealed to the mind the senses or judgment, to make plain, to bring to light, to expose publicly, to render apparent, to appear, to manifestly declare, to show forth by words, deeds, or in any other way. I like that, to manifestly declare. God has revealed it. He has manifestly declared it to us, and he's given it to us in a written form that we can read and we can meditate on, we can memorize, we can study, we can learn, we can figure out what he says because when he says something over and over and over again in different ways, eventually we begin to realize the things that are important to God. We begin to realize who God is and what he looks like, how he thinks and how he acts and how he reacts and we can be like him because we understand who he is and how, how he speaks how his words affect us. And then we can speak in those same ways and his words will affect other people. That's really the way it's supposed to work. I was just thinking about this morning as I was praying that, you know, that we are the body of Christ and y'all probably figured this out a long time ago. I'm a little slow sometimes. But we're the body of Christ and he's the head and there's no that's not a coincidence that he said, you are my body, because we are his hands and feet. We are his voice. We are the way that he expresses himself to the world. It is through his body, and that is us collectively, and each one of us has a part individually, something that we do that makes all the pieces fit together properly and function you know, Eddie found out that he needs those bones in his leg. He needs them to be whole. And you know, it's not good when they're busted up. Well, that's the way it is with all of us. We need each other. We need each part. The body doesn't function well if each part is not doing what it's supposed to do. I, I don't know what I did. I think just walking around the ice, but I kind of strained my knee and it's swollen and it's kind of tender. And so I realized pretty quickly that Things weren't working right down there because, you know, I was was walking around like peg leg Pete. And uh, and the more I did that, the worse it got, I think, because then I had other muscles that were getting sore and things that weren't working right. And so it's a good reminder that your body is made up of a bajillion little parts and pieces, all these cells and things that create your organs and your your brain and your muscles and your skin and nerves and bones, all those things, and they work together. If you don't have your bone, your skeletal system working right, you're like a, like a boneless chicken. You know, <laughs> you got no legs, no no bones. How, how does a boneless chicken walk around anyway? So, and if you got no skin, then your muscles are going to be dried out and they're going to be really hard. You think, well, you think you got, you know, those big muscles. Think if you didn't have any skin on those things, they'd be kind of tender, I bet. And if you didn't have any muscles, then your skeleton couldn't do anything. It'd just be, it'd just be like the one hanging in your closet. No, sorry. That's, that's me that has that skeleton in my closet, not you, sorry. <laughs> but it's all been revealed now. It is being revealed. And that's, that's the key, I think, that we need to learn is that we're not there yet, but we're getting there. Little by little, uh, the Scripture says that God is is revealing himself, and he's doing it line upon line, precept upon precept. It's a little here, a little there. That's the way God brought deliverance in the promised land. That's the way God turned the land over to him. He said, you're going to go in, I'm going to send the hornets before you and drive them out, but you're going to have to go in and take it, but you're going to do it a little at a time. You're not going to take it too fast, and that's the way God works. He doesn't overwhelm us. He doesn't give us too much, but he gives us the opportunity to be victorious in little ways, in little parts and pieces, and all those come together to create a whole picture of victory and maturity in our lives. But we have, to, we have to rejoice and celebrate the little victories because you don't always have big victories. Sometimes you do. Woohoo! You can help. You can get really excited about the big ones. But what about the little ones? We ought to rejoice over them too. I'm, I'm rejoicing that it, I can walk without it being obvious that I'm peg-legged today. All week long, I was thinking, am I going to be hobbling around up there? And, and I'm not. But I figured out that it's better to be excited about the fact that it's better, even though it's not perfect yet, than to go around complaining about a problem. You can't fix your problems all the time. I mean, there's some things you can fix. There are some things you have the power to do. I mean, you can, you can write a check. And fix some things. You can go out there physically with a hammer and nails and fix some things. You can pat someone on the back and say, I'm sorry. That might fix those things. But there are other things that you really don't have the power to fix. And you might as well accept that. And begin to deal with that in your mind. And understand that only God can bring complete Healing to your broken heart. Only God can bring healing and deliverance for your, your addictions and your behaviors that you can't seem to get over. Only God can do some things. And it says you learn to trust him that God will do those things. You just got to learn to walk it out little by little. The problem is the devil works the same way little by little. He just wants a little foothold. If he can get a little foothold, a place, then uh, he can take that and, and, and begin to enlarge that. And so we have to be careful that we're not giving place to the devil, but we're giving place to the Lord. Let the Lord occupy your life and your thoughts and your words and all your actions. Let him control your finances instead of the devil, if you let the devil begin to have a place where he's controlling some of those things, then it just, it tends to grow. You're going to grow in your badness or you're going to grow in your goodness, whichever way you choose. Whoever you're serving is who you're going to be a servant to. So if you're serving the Lord and you're actively pursuing him, then you should be growing and maturing, becoming more like him. And if you are if you're following the devil in certain areas of your life, then you're probably going to get in worse and worse shape in those areas, and it may be going to spill over into other areas. So we have to allow the Lord to, to bring healing and wholeness to us in every area of our lives, and it's a, it's a gradual process. You know, we get saved when you walk to the altar or whatever and, and just give your life to the Lord and say, "I'm, I give up, I'm giving you my life, forgive me, come live in my heart and be my Lord. You're born again, you're... I mean, you're, you're okay. You're going to heaven. But the rest of our life is a constant struggle to grow in that grace and allow Him to continue to change us so that all things are becoming new. We are a new creation instantly but we become new in every part of our lives as we walk in the Lord and grow in his grace. We learn what his word teaches us and we begin to apply those truths to our lives and we begin to get set free more and more and more And the ways that we used to be we begin to drop off and we're not that way anymore, hopefully, and we're becoming that new person. So it's been revealed to the saints, manifestly declared to them, God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Yes. So God willed to make it known. That is to wish or to want or to desire, to feel or have a desire for, to want strongly, to purpose, an intent to maintain. So if you think about that, God willed that. He had a purpose for each one of us he, he had an intent, from the very beginning of time, he had an intent to reveal himself to you. That was his purpose. And then that last, that last definition, maintain. Think about that. God wants to maintain you. I like that. He will. He is maintaining you. He has a purpose for you, an intent for you, and it's a good purpose. It's not a bad purpose. Sometimes I think we've, we start thinking bad things about God. Things aren't going your way. It's like, why is this happening? Why are you doing this? And Why are you letting this happen? And you, know, you start questioning God. You've got to get that settled in your mind. God is good, and he wants to do good in you, for you, and through you all the time. And when bad things happen in your life, don't be questioning God about it. Except to say, what's what's going on? What what am I supposed to do? How do I respond to this? And sometimes it may be that you just need to get on your knees and pray. Sometimes it may be that you need to throw your hands up and begin to worship. Other times it may be you need to draw your sword and start doing battle in the spiritual realm and and speaking the truth of God against the enemy that's attacking you. There might be a hundred different ways to react to circumstances that are happening in your life. But don't blame God for bad things. God doesn't do bad things to us. Amen? You've got to be convinced of that. Because if you're not, then you're going to struggle with that. And you're going to always be questioning God's goodness. God is good all the time. God is love. Now love, love does bring correction sometimes. If you love your children, you will correct them. If you love your wife, you won't correct her. (laughs) But, But God does bring correction sometimes. But the thing is, it's not, it's not cruel and it's not abusive and it's for our good. And so the scripture is very clear in Hebrews. It says, um, don't despise the chastening of the Lord, <clears throat> neither despair when you're uh, reproved of him and don't, don't get all uptight about it because God corrects you, just like a father corrects a son that he loves. Every son that he receives, he brings correction into their life. So, it's important to recognize that. There's three different words used there. One of them is discipline. It means basically that God brings correction by just giving us instruction. If you don't respond to that, then he's going to step it up a notch and it's going to be discipline that comes in the form of a rebuke. He's He's going to tell you that you're doing wrong and you're gonna feel convicted and you're gonna know that you've done wrong. If you don't respond to that, if you're really a strong-willed bullhead and you just keep wanting to do your own thing, then eventually you get the rod. But it's not, it's not a punishment, it's a correction. That's the difference. Now I know sometimes when I was a young father, I didn't always correct exactly like I should have. Sometimes I was angry, and my dad was angry with me sometimes. I didn't get too much of that. I was kind of a crybaby, and so I would just cry when they start fussing at me, and then they wouldn't whip me so bad. Now, some of my siblings, they, they were kind of strong-willed, and they'd get beat senseless, but, uh, you know, all, all I can say is be a quick study, you know? Respond to the Lord and and you don't get the rod, you get you get the loving correction. I would so much rather have someone just say, Look, you know, once you do it this way, it'll be a lot better for you. That's so much better than hey you you know or all right, you're going out to the woodshed. know. It's your choice. It's our choice. God doesn't want to punish us. He wants us to be happy and whole and healthy. He wants to protect us. You, you watch out for people that can't watch out for themselves. Because you love them and you care about them. Our children, you know, when they're little, they don't know that things will hurt them. And um, you have to watch out for them. You have to tell them and warn them. My little niece, one time, she was, I don't know, two, two or three years old, and a bunch of us together, and I used to do this thing where I would run and act like I tripped and hit my head on the doorframe. And, uh, I mean, it's, you know, it's a real hoot. Everybody laughs. So I did that, and they were all laughing, and then this poor little thing, you know, she's laughing, and then she just took off running and just boom, right into that doorframe. And, man, she was mad because it hurt. Her. And, you know, she didn't know any better. And we, were, by the time we realized what was going on, it was too late. We couldn't stop her. But that's what the Lord wants to do. He wants to stop you and save you from yourself. You know, you're bound to determine, I'm going to do this. One of my sons was a little, he was kind of strong-willed. And I'd say, that's going to burn you if you do that. Well, I don't know. I want to smell my flesh, so I'm sure. And he would just go right ahead. You know, and it was like, wow, you know, I'm begging you. I'm telling you. But no. And you'll be the same way. If you want to experience the pain and suffering of, uh, of doing something that's harmful, then that's what you're going to have to do, I guess. But God wants to protect you from all that. And for young believers, that's why you have older believers. They're there to tell you about all the pitfalls of life. That's why we have God's Word. You read the, the Bible and you find out that all throughout history, God's people... You know, they made mistakes. And most of them learned from the mistakes. Some of them didn't. But we have an opportunity to learn from their mistakes so that we don't have to repeat the same things. You know, the the old saying, you don't have to recreate the wheel. I mean, it's already been created. So if, if you can learn by not experiencing pain and suffering, then you're smart. And God wants you to learn. He wants to protect you from yourself. All the things that God does, or allows you to experience, they're for your good. And we don't always see the good. And sometimes it's pretty hard to find any good. But, but God is working good in you if you will respond that way. There may not be any good in the circumstance itself. It may be just totally awful and horrible. And I know most of you have had those situations where you've You've had a a sickness or you've had a loved one or you've had a loss or traumatic event. I mean, some things are just awful. But God wants to work in you to make you more mature and better and be like him. I wish it didn't have to be that way. But there are some things that you just can't really learn or experience until you've been brought to a place where you've... You've suffered some. Mm -hmm. Suffering is unpleasant, but it is a part of life. If anybody tells you that you don't have to suffer, they're either confused, deceived, or they're a liar because you will suffer. In this life, we will have some trouble, some tribulations. There will be some difficulties. But the good thing is God is with us and He never leaves us, He never forsakes us, He's always there and He will give you a way to walk through that struggle and you don't just survive it but you can come through better, stronger, more mature and and you can be growing because of the suffering that you have. One of the worst experiences I went through in my life became one of the best experiences because I chose to respond the way that God wanted me to. Now, if I, had, if I had reared up and just grumbled and complained and accused, I probably would have just gone through a really horrible thing for nothing. But because I decided to trust God and to humble myself, God was able to do something wonderful in me that changed me forever. And that's what God wants to do. He just wants to, he wants to have his very best poured out in our lives. And sometimes we have to respond the right way before he can do that. Worship team, y'all can come back. Didn't get very far today, but uh, I think the Lord wants to speak to us about these recent events. We've had, and I I wrote about this in the bulletin, but uh, all this The last year now, there's been so much crazy stuff going on. And uh, it's probably not through yet. You know, I mean, our political system and our cultural system is so out of whack that I can assure you, you know, without some changes, we're going to experience more craziness. But God wants to work in and through all of that to bring about a repentance in this nation so that a revival can take place. I'm convinced that that's what this is all about. And it looks, it looks awful on the surface, and I don't like it. I hope that it goes away. Uh, but I think we all need to kind of just get our minds right about this and accept the fact that it's not just going to instantly go away. God can do a miracle like that, but I just don't believe that's what's going to happen. I think it's going to take God's people rising up in unison, praying and preaching and teaching the truth, proclaiming the truth, being the light in this dark world that we should be. And when we do that, God will begin to pour out His Spirit and change will happen. But it's the, it's all dependent on us as His people beginning to take our rightful place and not, not be focusing on which politician or which law or what you know, whatever. We as God's people need to focus on His provision His deliverance and the miraculous power that He's pouring out in and through us. Let's stand and worship.
2: Strong and take courage, do not fear or be dismissed.
4: I was just saying, wasn't it? The Lord wants to work in you and through you. So all these things we've been talking about, if if you're here or if you're listening remotely, you're if you're thinking, what in the world is all that about? Maybe you don't know the Lord, maybe you've never given yourself to him. It's very simple. It's a simple prayer. Just ask him to forgive you, to take away your sins and and tell the Lord you're you're going to turn away from the past, and you're going to turn to Him, and you invite Him to come and live in your heart and be your Lord and Savior. That's as simple that's as simple as it gets. You can do that right where you are. You can come to the altar. Someone will meet you and pray with you. And if you have any other needs, you want a special prayer for, uh, someone will pray with you. Uh, as we worship, just as we worship, just let God speak to you. And let Him show you all the things that you've been experiencing recently, individually and as a family and as a, as a state and as a nation, those things we're going through. Let God speak to you about those things and see where he is taking us as his people and how are we supposed to respond to all of these things. In Jesus' name.
0: me and like a flood his mercy reigns unending love amazing grace the Lord has promised good to me his word my hope and- chains
4: But how about a good old Texas yeehaw. yeehaw? All right. Praise the Lord. Well, God bless you. Glad you came today. Uh, we've got things coming up this week. Don't forget them. Pray for us. And if you have needs, let us know. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May God lift up his countenance upon you and grant you his perfect Thank peace. Jesus. Go and be blessed in Jesus' name, amen and amen.